It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Good Saturday morning to you. Thank you for tuning in to 95.5 WSB. I know for the last week or even more, a lot of you have been out of your element and your normal routine. So we really hope that you're still keeping WSB radio close by in your home. You're not in your car near as often now with everybody staying at home. But uh, just reminding you, you can listen on the WSB radio app for free and just carry your cell phone around as you do things around the house or with Alexa and Google Home. Just say, play WSB and those should fire right up. And so keep us alongside in your house. We definitely have news and information and new warnings and things as they become available that you'll want to know. But also weekend talk. This is pretty easy. Just talking about pleasant things like gardening and Dave Baker up next with the Home Fix It show from nine to noon. 404-872-0750. Hey, Michael out in Conyers. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, Ashley? Great. So I'm curious, based on your question, were you able to listen last hour with my interview with Norm Metliner? I didn't. I just, um, I just tuned in, um, just fast enough to catch your um, your name and the phone number, and the first <laughs> time I've listened to your show. Wow. Okay. Well, I think you got all the information you needed. Needed. Yeah. Last hour, I actually had a Japanese maple expert on and did an interview with him. So that's kind of what I thought. Why? Why your question? Yeah popped up but yeah what do you want to know um two zero one seven 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 eight six seven eight two zero zero one seven 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 eight no michael i just want to know what's what's your question about a japanese maple um want to know is this a good time to um to to plant it and what procedures should i take Okay, so Japanese maples, especially the younger trees, they have some sensitivity to extreme heat and sunlight. So unlike many plants, summer months may not be the best for planting them. Typically here in the south, we really advocate planting trees, especially in the fall, because winter doesn't come in so harshly that they still have time to adjust to the soil temperatures. And my concern, Michael, would be that we just didn't really get that cold of a winter. So now spring is a little more forceful and fierce and it's getting warm really quickly so it might struggle if you could it would be ideal to wait okay great and then uh one of the biggest concerns about japanese maples too is planting them too closely to some other structure be it a deck your house a driveway that kind of thing so do you have like a nice open space where you are looking to plant it it is it's in the front of the yard and um, it is an open space okay and to tell you one thing, too, though, Ashley, we did have one there before, and it didn't take, as a matter of fact. It didn't, I don't know whether we, we put it in at the wrong time or, or see, we didn't um, plant it right or what, but for some reason we didn't take. And as a matter of fact, the one that didn't take is there now and it's dead. Oh, no. Yeah. Japanese maples are actually one of the few that less is more. You know, they don't require a lot of fertilizer. They don't require a whole lot unless you need to prune them from time to time. But what were the symptoms of of dying? Like, did you notice kind of over time how it was dying? Like, did it start dropping leaves or were the limbs dying back? How did it happen? Um, kind of like the the um, the branches. It, it wasn't very big. It's probably about six feet total, and it never grew more than that. And it got moss on the um, the the limbs, the few limbs that it did have. Um, 
And then it just never really looked healthy or, or sprouted like it should have. So, and this is over about maybe four years or so. Okay. Yeah, the fact that you said moss, I mean, that, that definitely indicates it may be in a little too shady of a spot. They don't want direct sun by any means, but partial mm-hmm. shade uh, is best for a Japanese maple. So if you can get it in a little more sunny of an area where it's not okay. being totally shaded out by taller pines or sweet gum or something like that that just tower over it it may Mm -hmm. need a little more sun yeah and make sure to prepare the hole properly to dig wider than deep to make sure that you're not you know doing the the crown of the root below ground and um but otherwise i mean it's it's a pretty easy tree you know a lot of builders rely on japanese maples just slap them in the hole and and away they go so i hope you have luck this time but if you can i would wait until fall that's going to be ideal Okay, I'll give it another shot. All right. I am so glad you called and found the show. I really appreciate that, Michael, and I hope you continue to tune in to Green and Growing here on 95.5 WSB. We've got some more calls, 404-872-0750. But at this time every morning, I try to do Celebrity Gardener, gardening with someone that you know in Atlanta. Welcome back to Green and Growing. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Ashley Frasca. This time every Saturday, you know to expect a celebrity gardener. People that are in Atlanta, personalities, co-workers of mine who are famous that you know, politicians, musicians. And this one, you're going to know and you love her, Karen Minton, former meteorologist at Channel 2 Action News. Hey, Karen. Hey, Ashley. It's so wonderful to hear your voice. Yay. And I bet a lot of people are thrilled to hear yours. How's retirement? <laughs> I can't believe the year has flown by. Um, I didn't know what to expect, but it's even better than I thought. And um, I'm so glad I did it. You know, 38 years in the business, 33 years at WSB. And other than missing my colleagues and friends at work, I don't miss the work. And you don't miss the early hours, do you? Heavens, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get up at about 2.45, but you had me beat. I got up at 12.24 a.m. Oh. Yeah, I know. Crazy. But that's all over. So Good for um, you. Still active yeah. and still beautiful. And I know you still love gardening. That's one of the things <laughs> I always enjoyed seeing you in the makeup room. You know, whenever I'd fill in on TV and we'd be in the makeup room together. We talked about gardening, and I know you were yeah. a fan of Walter's show. So yeah. tell us what you love most about gardening. It's just really beautiful to watch the plants start coming up. Um, you know, some of them I've gotten that they're already sprouted. Sometimes I'll do seeds, but I live in a townhome, so my gardening area is not very big. It's just my deck. So a lot of times I will just get things that are already little tiny plants and put them in there, but to watch the flowers come out, to watch the fruit on the tomato get bigger after a rain. And I love to take pictures. So I would take pictures with my iPhone of like after a rainy day and the beads of water all over the little tomatoes. And it just made for some beautiful pictures. Where can folks follow you on social media to see a lot of those pictures? Because you're right. You maximize the space that you have. You've got a beautiful setup there. I've seen your balcony there. So yeah, how can folks see the pictures? I'm on Instagram and it's Karen Minton. WSB, I think, on Instagram. And um, you can follow me on Facebook. My professional Facebook page is still there. So I want people to watch what you're doing over the spring and over the summer. And you and I were talking about tomato plants and starting our vegetable gardens and all of that. But I want to go back to where you grew up on the West Coast. 
And yeah. you had a love for gardening and a curiosity about plants even back then. I did. Uh, when I was seven years old, my mom and dad moved us from L.A., Los Angeles County, uh, to Lodi, California. And our actual address was in a teeny tiny little place that really only had a, a post office called a campo. <laughs> and we lived on 20 acres. So I was on an almond orchard, great vineyard, drove tractor for my dad. Wow. When I was 10, he let me drive the Ford, um, helping him put out the smudge pots, which are, you can't use those anymore, but we used to put those out in the spring to protect the buds of the almond trees when the freeze would happen. And so I got to do that. And then in the middle of the great vineyard, almond orchard, there was our house. It was a teeny tiny little house, and it had a huge garden. Every vegetable you could imagine, we planted. And my mom would can and freeze a lot of the stuff so that we would have it over the winter. So we ate organically before organic eating was cool. Um, So we did all of that. We had all kinds of fruit trees, plums and apricots and peaches all surrounding the house. Even, get this, who knew when I was seven, eight years old that peeling a pomegranate was a healthy thing to do. <laughs> so I ate pomegranate seeds when I was just a little kid. Now, did you guys grow enough? And I'm thinking of the grapevines, too, but the orchards as well. Grow enough to sell or share? Yeah. What did your family do with that? The grape vineyard, uh, we sold to the different um I don't remember all of all of them, but in, in Lodi and in the Stockton area in California, um, there were different places that you sold to, and there were wineries. We had Woodbridge and Gallo and all of those places, and depending upon the type of grape that you grew, you would sell it to different places. And for the almonds, of course, Blue Diamond was out there, and they would come in and knock the almonds and get them all loaded up, and off they'd go in a big truck to the Blue Diamond plant. The farmers we all shared with one another had fresh milk. We had whatever you can imagine we had. We didn't really have to go to the grocery store because we grew it. And now you're self-sufficient a little bit with a lot of the vegetables that you've tried over the years out on the deck. Tell us what you've had success with. On a really rainy summer, tomatoes just don't do well because I've got a big maple tree right in front of my deck. And so only half the deck gets the sun. So I'm constantly moving and dragging the pots around to help. On a good year when there's not as much rain so that the plant's not drowning, um, I get a pretty good crop. And, And I can have fresh tomatoes every day. With Karen Minton, former Channel 2 Action News meteorologist. When I came to visit a few years ago, Karen, you made a really good caprese salad, right? Yes. Yes, with tomatoes and basil and mozzarella. I grow my own basil. I grow basil, thyme, oregano, uh, chives. Oh, flat leaf parsley. I I use flat leaf parsley all the time, and it's great. If you go to the grocery store and you buy one of those bunches of parsley, you most likely are never going to use it all before it goes bad. Right. I go out on my deck and I snip a few pieces, and it doesn't go bad. So I like having it growing, and it doesn't take much to grow the herbs. I think the number one thing you have for gardening, Karen, is a passion for sure. You have to enjoy doing it, and you have to look at it as as a task. You know, you have something to take care of and something to look after. But what is some encouragement that you can give folks who are either new to gardening or just intimidated by the thought of it? Just start small. Don't go and plant a whole thing that you don't know what to do with. Pick something you really like. If you want to try a tomato plant, get one that grows in pots. 
because I have to do them in pots. I can't plant them out in the garden. I don't have that living in a townhome. So um, I don't have any dishes sitting underneath my pots because of the fear of mosquitoes. And you know, you've got West Nile that happens every year. So um, I avoid mosquito breeding things. But start small. Maybe start with an herb or plant a pretty uh, flower. Impatience are great. Marigolds grow easily. Just pick something that you want uh, that you like, go walk through the nursery, see something that you like, pick that and start with it. That is such great advice. Thank you for making it easy. Karen, I would love to spend more time with you. We will have you back as a celebrity Thank gardener you. because I'm curious about how your crop is going to turn out, say, you know, June or July. Maybe we'll check back yes. in. Yes, I have to. I haven't yet gone to get anything because now we're just starting to warm up, but I will get to the nursery and start picking up a couple of things and get planting. I love it. We'll be in touch. Well, we miss you, but everyone loves hearing your voice this morning. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you, darling. I miss you, too. As soon as all of this mess with corona gets over, we'll have to go have lunch. We'll do it. Thanks, Woody. Bye-bye. You may have to work from home, but who says you can't have your friends over? Listen to Eric Von Hessler, Eric Erickson, and Mark Aram live on your smart speaker. Tell your device, play 95.5 WSB. Love that it's so easy now with technology. It's easy for WSB to be with you in your home on Alexa and Google Play and through the WSB radio app. Kenny Rogers passed away either late last night or early this morning, 81 years old. So our thoughts are with his family and the country music community as well. He made such an impact there. The weather forecast brought to you by Finley Roofing. Early morning showers possibly drizzling now. Highs reaching the upper or lower 70s, though, today. Low of around 50 overnight. Rain chance increases to 70% tomorrow. Showers are likely a little bit cooler. Highs only in the low 60s, lows in the low 50s. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week got a couple of minutes here to tell you the top three things to do in your lawn this weekend or either this upcoming week definitely some things you'll want to get out and do before all of the rain one of the easiest when it's not too soggy right now divide overgrown clumps of hosta you can start to see the leaves unfurling above ground mine have already peaked up about maybe four to five inches so very easy to carefully divide those with a shovel and kind of move them around a little bit so they don't get overcrowded and wherever they're being grown fertilize pecan trees so that they'll have a lot of leaves the more leaves they have the more nuts that are produced so go to each one of your pecans measure how thick it is at chest height and then for every inch of thickness you use that many pounds of 10 10 10 broadcasted over the entire area do this in the all the way out from the trunk to the drip line do this three times a year so now and in june and in september and apple trees too could use a little bit of fertilization and then you check on those again in june as well and third you have broadleaf weeds i know you're starting to see them i'm a big fan of manual removal i mean i i popped a lot out of the lawn and some of the beds yesterday before they got too out of control. But use a broadleaf weed killer if you prefer, something that contains 2,4-D. That's the active ingredient for a broadleaf weed killer. You've got dandelions starting, dollar weed, chickweed. A lot of you have been calling about chickweed for weeks. So follow the label directions, but be patient. The products take a week or two to show you the effects, and you have to maybe treat more than once, of course. So small droplets that coat the weeds' leaves are the most effective. So you'll want to do that 
when the weed leaves are dry. Well, coming up, I do have some exciting news about a project that I want to share with you and your families. I know you're homebound and the kids are at school, and I'm going to be debuting what that project is here on the show in the 8 o'clock hour and where you'll be able to find me on TV, national television, tomorrow morning. Talking about that, some great activities for you and the kids. And also, we'll have a lot more coming up on Green and Growing. That includes your calls, 404-872-0750. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Happy Saturday morning to you. We are back. You're listening to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. Not gonna lie. I was out of the room brewing coffee. Holy cow. I was sitting there having a conversation with Mike Shields in the traffic center. And I thought my indication that we were back would be Mike sitting there in front of me doing a traffic report. And I just, um, yeah, totally misread the clock. So, hey, welcome to Saturday morning, 730. You're waking up with 95.5 WSB. And I hope by now you figured out you're not spending as much time in the car. So you're able to listen to us at home. I don't think very many of you have radios or boom boxes in the house anymore, but you do have smart speakers. So tell Alexa, tell Google Home you want to play WSB. And it should come on. 404-872-0750. Wow, I'm out of breath. Okay, so I'm going to let Chris do the talking. Hey, Chris, you're out there driving around. Good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? Hey, I have my coffee. I'm out of breath, but I have coffee. So I'm not so bad. How about you? (laughs) I'm doing great. Just finishing up my night shift and heading home. And I, I don't normally listen to the radio at all. But I just happened to turn it on because of this virus thing so I could catch the news in the mornings. And I caught your name and the phone number, just like the last gentleman, and, and I listened to what listened to what he had to say about Japanese maples, and it, it prompted me with a question. Sure. So I've got a dwarf. I didn't even know that was a thing, but I have a dwarf Japanese maple. Uh, I bought it at one of the big box stores. Uh, I got it discounted because it had been knocked over and didn't have a bunch of soil. And it wasn't doing very well, so I got it cheap. And the little tag said dwarf Japanese maple. Okay. Well, fast fast forward 15 years later, wow. it's it's 12 foot tall at least, and probably 10 foot across. Um, it's really healthy. It's doing great. But I heard what you said about not planting too close to a structure, mm-hmm. and it's pretty close to the house. And I'm. I should move it. If I can move it, if I do move it, is it going to die? It's it's going to be tough to move something that size. It can be done, but it may require heavier equipment than what you're going to want to do. But just like I told the other gentleman with planting a new one, transplanting or moving is going to be best done in the fall as well. So right now with it, you know, bringing on new leaves and things like that, it's just too risky to right. kind of disrupt that process, you know, of moving it now. But how are the roots? I mean, the fact that it's close to a structure, the first concern is not so much the branches, but the roots. Are they disrupting the foundation or, you know, starting to I, interrupt anything? I, I haven't noticed that. Um, and I don't see, I, I, my home sits on a hill, so I, I do have a lot of runoff. But I, on that particular corner of the house, the spout runs inside the fence, and I, I, I don't see any roots exposed. 
Um, so I imagine they're actually pretty deep. But you would think with it being on a hill that I might see see some exposed roots just from erosion, and I don't. Okay. Well, that's, um, and that's... I don't I don't see anything at the house either. Okay. Um, so, so I'm not, you know, it's doing, it's very healthy. Yeah, so right now, I think I would just leave it, Chris, um, and maybe do a little bit of very, very mild pruning if you need to take the branches away from gutters or windows or something like that. But if, if you're looking to transplant it, and keep in mind, like I told the other gentleman too, not direct sun, but dappled afternoon shade um, is ideal right. for them. So if you were to transplant it, make sure you have a really good spot in mind that it's going to do just as well in as it is now. Um, right. You see, it's on the west side of the house and there's a tree to its south. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't get a whole lot of sun until right in the, the later part of the afternoon. I think that's good. That's good. Late afternoon sun is probably best instead of like, right. you know, lunchtime, late morning, early afternoon. Yeah. So right now, if it's not disrupting anything, Chris, I would leave it. Um, and okay. then go online. There's a lot of really great articles about pruning Japanese maples because that can really be an art form um, if it's if it's done right. But cutting to like cutting back the limbs a little bit to a new growth spot, basically, so you're not leaving stumps and unsightly things. But yeah, for now, right. I would just prune it a little bit so it doesn't, you know, harm anything that it's growing close to. Yeah, every December I tell my wife, remind me to prune the Japanese maple. And every March she says, you forgot to prune yes. the Japanese maple. My husband and I have had the exact same discussion, like literally about every two weeks as we go out on the back deck. I'm like, you didn't get that at, to that this fall or this winter. You know, right. he's like, well, I can do it now. And I'm like, nope, now you're too late. I mean, it's just the back and forth. Oops, shoulda, woulda, coulda, you know. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank well I'm, you, I'm glad, really. I'm glad I got to, to listen to, to your show this morning. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, I really appreciate you tuning in, and I hope that you continue to find the WSB is going to be a good place to keep you up to date, and we're trying to kind of, you know, give you some fun stuff to listen to too. Well, I'm 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 used to listening to Walter Reeves, uh, and I knew his father Frank. Oh, uh, cool. Reeves, and and yeah, it was. I actually had an opportunity to do some some work in the fields with his father one time, picking up bells of hay. Wow. And that man that man ran circles around me, oh, and he yeah. had to have been 80 at the time. He was a hard worker, and his son he is, was. too. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's yep. neat, Chris. Well, I hope he's listening. Walter's been texting me on and off this morning, so I hope he heard that. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. You drive safe out there today. I so appreciate you calling. 404-872-0750. Is it Celia in Snellville? Yeah. Hey yeah, there. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. My question is, I have these terrible, invasive, thorny weeds that are taking over my yard, and I couldn't get, in, couldn't get to them because of all the rain, and now I'm trying to get rid of them, but I'm realizing I'm not really equipped for it. They're the kind of, kind of thorns that they cling to you when you try to cut them. I don't have the right gloves. I don't have the right tools, so I thought, okay, I'll kill them with Roundup. But then my husband was concerned about the cancer aspect of it. So he asked me to call you and see if there was an alternative to Roundup or some other way to get rid of them. Now, Roundup has gly glyphosate. Gly I can never say that word, glyphosate. And, or, yeah, I'm not saying that word right. But, but that's really one of the active ingredients that, that is really one of the major concerns with the cancer-causing agents and all of that. And some people, like just general homeowners that don't use it, you know, gallons and gallons at a time really don't have concerns about it. But there are a lot of organic weed treatments that you can use also. But other things, you know, where the active ingredients are, are a little bit different aren't really cause for concern. Now, the the 
note here says dark burgundy weeds. Describe them a little more, though. I want to know what you've got. Well, they're really thorns. It's a very, it's a corner of like a, a bush. I live on an easement. So things from the easement sometimes, you know, come into my yard. And uh, I, live on, this is, I live on a hill. And these things are, are dark burgundy. They have, they're very thorny. Uh, they're very invasive, but they like to grow up on trees and bushes and everything. And they're just really hard to get rid of. So Bonide has a Bonide has a complete line of different weed killers and things. I mean, the, the only one that's coming to my mind right now, I'm blank otherwise, is Weed Beater Complete, but that's more for like grassy uh, and broadleaf weeds. So that's obviously you've got something a little more sturdy in there. I don't know. A Roundup is the only thing that's coming to my mind right now because it just it works so much more effectively on more woody things that you're that you're wanting to kill, but. Um, you know, there's online, actually, on WalterReeves.com, he's got a few organic weed treatments that you can use. They may not work as quickly, and you may have to do repeat applications. But if y'all are definitely looking to stay away from the Roundup, that may be the way to go. But also check check out the Bonide uh, line, because there may be something for more thorny weeds that I'm just, it's not coming to my mind right now. Okay, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Celia. And I do completely respect and under, understand the concern of, you know, some folks are just comfortable using chemicals, some aren't. I, I'm really more of a manual weed, weed removal person myself. But again, with something so thorny, that's probably not going to be pleasant. 404 Hey, Peg and Tucker, good morning. Good morning, Ashley. So what's going I, on with you today? Well, I can help her out with those thorns. Yeah? Yeah, if she doesn't have acres and acres of them, uh, the best thing I found to do was to get a pair of really thick gloves, two pair if you need them, one one size and one a size larger, so the thorns don't go through and get your hands. Hmm. Then cut the tops off and dispose of them. It's better to burn it than anything else, but get rid of it so it doesn't uh, cause any trouble with the thorns mm-hmm. and then pull the things up out of the dirt yeah once you kind of get all those limbs under control and all of that stuff that's really going to stick you i mean i just go go at it with a shovel too once you can actually get the base of it out and really right. just pull the entire thing out rather you know the less you have to touch it the better so that's good advice thank you peg yeah and the the two pair of gloves is a trick that i learned uh, to keep my hands warm in the winter, but it also works to, it, it, depending on how long those thorns are. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm working on the um, path in the woods again, mm-hmm. and I put some bulbs in the ground okay. inside the house and grew some lilies, and uh, I'm going to end up with some kindling that I'd like to get rid of, and I'm going to have some worms that I don't need anymore. Uh, but what I'm really calling about is when I when I start clearing the path to plant the flowers next to the path, uh, I'm getting some just bare dirt, and I'm playing in the dirt again. I need to <laughs> <laughs> I need to do something to stop erosion in, on my path. So there's a lot of good ground covers that you could plant that would stop the erosion peg, and you'll be able to train them to where they're not going to start growing into each other, you know, and cross the path and and be a little too invasive. Um, or mulch for right now. I mean, some some of the heavier mulches 
and maybe um, nuggets as well would actually stay in place a little bit better. There's the no float mulch, you know, that that actually I have found that that works for me. Some people say that it doesn't work, but that would stay in place and keep the erosion at bay a little bit as well. But I think probably a ground cover, because I, I remember after talking to you so many times, kind of the look you're going for in this path is in the woods and things like that. So you probably want it to look a little more natural. My gosh, right now there's ju- there's just so many great things you could do um, as far as ground covers. And a juga is pretty cool too. I have found that a juga just goes crazy and starts to sprout and spread up and things like that. And that's a really good ground cover and something that takes shade well, too. So, Peg, keep that in mind. Thank you so much for calling. We do have to take a break and check traffic and weather, of course. So we've got more calls coming up. Marcus in Atlanta about pruning a crepe myrtle. John in Smyrna, a lawn question for us. Cody in Griffin, a vine, and then how to identify that vine and what harm it could be doing to the trees. And Karen and Decula curious about a flowering boxwood. So that and more calls on green and growing. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. Self isolation never sounded so good. Listen to Atlanta's news and talk while you're at home on the WSB radio app or tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to 95.5 WSB Green and Growing. Up next, we'll have some things for you to do in the landscape this weekend and calls at 404-872-0750, but want to give you a weather update first. I think a lot of the light showers have moved through the area, but there's still a 20% chance for some around Metro Atlanta. High of around 73, lows in the low 50s today. And then tomorrow, a greater chance for rain, says meteorologist Kirk Mellish. 70% showers likely. It's going to cool off a little bit. Highs only reaching the low 60s. And again, lows around 53 degrees. Green, green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. We'll make this list quick for those of you just tuning in. Three basic things to get done this weekend or this upcoming week. I want to take more of your calls. So first, fertilize pecan trees. Hopefully those of you who are lucky enough to have those and do well with them, they need a lot of leaves. And the more leaves they have, the more nuts they produce. So broadcast a pound of 10, 10, 10 for every inch of thickness of the trunk. And you do that now. You do that in June and September. And, you know, summertime, June-ish is also a good time to really start thinking about fertilizing regimens for other fruit trees Uh, thinking apples specifically divide overgrown clumps of hosta right now that's definitely something that's going to be made much easier for you now as they're just starting to unfurl above ground you can really see where they're going to be crowded so start to space them dig them very gently with a shovel but start to dig them out and move them around if need be and treating for broadleaf weeds that's really one of the biggest eyesores especially in bermuda lawns and things like that are those broadleaf weeds so if you can't just pop them out if there's too many for manual remover using something with 2,4-D like just a broadleaf weed killer is going to do fine on chickweed dandelions clover dollar weed things like that 404-872-0750 hey karen out in decula good morning Good. It is a beautiful morning. Wash the pollen right out of the air, but <laughs> my God, and I can still smell my flowering boxwood after about a month and a half here. It's it's not mine. I moved into this old farmhouse at Caretake, and I'm in my last week of moving out. But there's a lot of the babies from it, and I had taken some to Pike and showed it to him and let him smell it. It smells like heaven, like vanilla and grape mixed in the whole yard for like a month at least in the end of the cool winter it's it's just amazing it's it's like these miniature little bloomy things 
What colors? But just, well, they're just like a white and yellow little miniature. Um, and when I say bloom, it's more of, I mean miniature. But yeah, it's just they're like bo- an inch wide. Right, because boxwoods we all you know know and think of as evergreen hedges, and there's mm-hmm. not really any that are marketed or sold as a flowering boxwood, but the boxwoods yeah. blossoms, they do have just the small, inconspicuous, generally kind of a yellow-green color, and then the blooms arrive about now and produce like a capsule-like fruit and then just kind of drops off. So yeah, if you're not looking carefully enough, you wouldn't even know that there's that there's anything there, but I've you're the first person that I've heard that oh, yeah. says it has a scent. Well, this is there's a bunch of the regular cat pea smelling boxwoods, I'll call them, all mm-hmm. over here too. And they don't do that. And I asked the old man who is one of the settlers, early settlers of here in Dekula, and so where did you get this? What is it? And before he passed and he said, Well, there was this traveling bush salesman and um <laughs> and a lot of the things around here his wife must have been and his mother in law master gardeners, there's just a lot of old timey stuff that's getting uprooted and trashed. And and so before I leave, I intend to get a lot of these out of the ground. But the smell, like I say, and it is it's very conspicuous, actually. It's, it's probably, it's all over the plant. Wow. It, it's just amazing. That the, is really The smell goes in the whole yard. Gosh, and who knew a traveling shrub salesman? I mean, that could be any kind of variety of things that that gentleman was able to get. Well, Karen, thank you for calling. You educated me a little bit, made me look up boxwoods a little bit more to kind of learn what your call was about. But thank you for calling. We do have to step out and check news, weather, and traffic. Of course, we are always here for you. Thank you for listening at this very uncertain time. WSB is not going anywhere, folks. We're going to be right here for you all morning, all weekend long. Stay tuned to 95.5 WSB. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.